This episode of Transmissions is brought to you by Prime Toys, where you can get collector-grade toys without the collector-grade prices. Use the code TRANSMISSIONSOCTOBER at checkout for 10% off your order at primetoys.net. This episode is also brought to you with the support of our listeners. If you're able to donate, please visit our support page at transmissionspodcast.com support. On that page, you will find links to donate via Patreon or PayPal. If you can't donate monetarily, please help us out by spreading the word about our show. Now, with the announcement of, uh, um, actually, I'm going to just reword this here. Jeremy put these in here and they're all messed up order. <laughs> well, someone said they were going to reorder the questions. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> um, Fired. Yeah. We already did this one too, Jeremy. Come on, man. You're not even in the dock, are you? <laughs> Gotta help me here. I'm not touching my keyboard, so I don't screw anything up. Oh, that's a good idea, actually. Hello, all sentient beings, and welcome to the Transmissions Podcast, where we talk about all news, toys, and comic books related to the Transformers! Welcome to Transmissions, the podcast that uh, has another guest for you. I am your host for this evening, Daryl, the Cybertronian Beast, and uh, with me tonight is uh, Yakko, Jeremy. Hello. And our, our guest for this evening is uh, someone you, you may not have heard of him by name, but I'll bet dollars to donuts that you've heard of his work. He's the organizer of the TFCon conventions, and he runs the Cybertron.ca website. It is our pleasure to welcome Mr. Colin Douglas to the show. Good evening. Thanks for coming on. Yes, well, welcome. Thanks for having me. Well, I want to start off, first of all, because everybody seems to have, um, do, does Transformers and, and whatnot as kind of like a, a second job or, you know, a hobby kind of slash uh, um, just for fun. What Do you have a regular nine to five? And if so, what is it? Yeah, um, yeah, I've got a job just like everybody else. Um, I actually uh, support the computer systems in uh, Hamilton, Ontario. Um, like I'm, a government job? Yes. Um, okay. I'm the cool. site lead for um, on-site uh, support for, uh, I just started at uh, Hamilton General Hospital. Okay. Uh, this uh, past Monday, actually. Uh, wow. So change sites every uh, year, basically. Well, that's big cool. time. That's a, that's a lot of responsibility. A little bit. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And somehow it still uh, gives me some time to do some TFCon mm-hmm. and uh, be a father and a husband and play soccer and take my kids to soccer, coach their soccer. And, Holy. Uh, and so exactly how started. many hours are in your day? <laughs> Quite a few. <laughs> and this is hour 27 right now, actually. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I just started uh, taking up boxing uh, a month or so ago as well for something oh, wow. because there wasn't enough uh, <laughs> things happening in my life. <laughs> um, so with your with your regular job, do you, like I'm curious because it always seems to be done in movies. If you're the the computer guy for a city, can you turn all the lights red at once? <laughs> well it's possible um i don't uh, have access to 
turn the lights, but I can turn off all the computers. <laughs> <laughs> or you can do, um, like I work at NIT at the university and there was a story last year from another school that they accidentally wiped all of the computers and almost all of the servers on campus by like one wrong command. Well, yeah, so, like if you yeah. got your systems that automated to um, yeah. remotely send images to all the devices, then I could see how something like that could happen. But and you know that everybody everywhere has got that uh, one uh, coworker that really shouldn't be there. <laughs> right. So <laughs> you don't want to really give that uh, kind of power to uh, those people. You know, no, they shouldn't have access to stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. That's great. Um, okay. So, um, turning the conversation back to transformers, what got you into transformers in the first place? Well, um, I, I grew up in the eighties, uh, I was born in 1976. So I was eight years old when uh, transformers generation one started. So I was kind of prime, uh, mm -hmm. candidate to, for the brainwashing of the transformers brand and, um, when I was started dating my wife, um, we started, we were talking about transformers and how she used to like the transformers should crush on a boy in her class at Grimlock. She used to let her uh, put it on, uh, her desk and everything. And I'm like, well, I've got a whole bunch of transformers in my parents' basement. So, <laughs> Uh, we were living in an apartment and at the time we went over to my parents' house, grabbed the boxes, brought it back to the living room and I uh, opened them all up and I just like, I, something snapped in my brain and next thing I knew I was on eBay buying up like a, a G1 transformer like every week. Yeah. Wow. So it's my wife's fault. <laughs> so she can't really complain too much. No, no, no. But she knows that it's all her fault. And yeah. All, all, all the TFCon and everything else is all because of her, ultimately. She <laughs> should have just kept her mouth shut. <laughs> yeah. um, do you uh, read the comics? I do, actually. Um, I am very much behind, though. Okay. And I hope to be able to catch up after TFCon Charlotte. Um, I really, really enjoy... Um, Transformers uh, more than meets the eye. Mm -hmm. I really like James's writing, yeah. and I've known Alex since he he worked in Dreamwave. Mm -hmm. You know, like Alex and I used to room at Bacons together. You wow. know, like we, we go way back. So um, it, it was really great to see him um, become successful in what he's uh, able to do. He's just like one of the most talented artists uh, I've ever known, you know? So um, mm -hmm. I really love that book. And I really like um, Andrew's uh, work on uh, uh, transformers. Now it's just transformers, right? Yeah. Uh, I really yeah. like that book as well. I, I really do like the, uh, the IDW stuff since they uh, started um, with the more than meets the eye and, uh, uh, and the transformers it used to be robots in disguise books. Yeah. Uh, those uh, storylines I think were great. Both both Andrew and Alex are, are rock stars. These oh, yeah. guys are right. their their passion for for the uh, brand is is really it really shows through. Well, and their work is just amazing. Mm -hmm. and, you compare and, and, today's the, the, comics the, versus what we used to have. 
yeah, the, the, the speed that they're able to um, throw something together and uh, in, in the quality, like it's just like a natural ability to just, it's just perfect lines. It just blows my mind. Mm-hmm. You know? The, um, um, so like I mentioned in the, uh, in your intro, you run TFCon, both of them. And, uh, what in God's name, uh, made you decide to start a convention in the first place? Well, right now my wife is out with, um, uh, do you guys know who Aaron Black is? Yes. That's Reaper Labels. Yeah. He owns Reaper Labels. Um, my wife and his wife are best friends now. Okay. Um, so they're out at Starbucks right now. So, <laughs> okay. um, Aaron back in 2002 had this humongous generation one collection and they wanted to get money for a down payment for their first house. So his idea was to sell his transformers, um, in order to help get that down payment. Mm-hmm. So we had uh, met locally cause we, we live like, uh, yeah, maybe like 10, 15 minutes from each other. Um, within the same city here. And he wanted to figure out a way to do this. So we started talking, we brainstormed this idea of having a get together. Um, okay. there was going to be in like a common room of, uh, the apartment that I was living in <laughs> and uh, we figured, you know, put out some toys and some people would come and buy it. So we started advertising it, um, locally online. It was organized in less than a month. Um, we just asked people to email in if you're going to be coming because, uh, we want to be able to anticipate how many people are going to come. Mm-hmm. And we started getting a lot of emails said, you know, admission will be, uh, forget what it was. I think it was $3. Um, and, uh, we ended up having to rent, uh, a spot in the back of a hockey arena, which is very, very Canadian. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> the tables were actually free. Um, you just paid the same $3 admission as anyone else, just because we wanted to, if we're going to have this hall, we wanted to fill it. He had yeah. a lot of tables. He did all right that first year. Um, I don't remember what year he ended up buying the house, but they did buy the house. That's great. Um, then the next year after that, um, he sold for a couple of years and then, uh, pretty much everything was gone. So mission accomplished. And then he started up, up, up again with the Reaper labels. <laughs> yeah. Well, he was already doing Reaper labels at the time. Oh, was he? Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, but he, he was like, he was just like printing them off, uh, off of an inject printer and like, um, putting like a coating on them so they wouldn't smudge and everything. Okay. And you had to actually cut them out yourselves back then. Oh. Like he was into stickers even back then. Yeah. And then when he got into all the, uh, the pre cut cutting and everything, that's, that, that was like a whole different story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Aaron's on our list of people to uh, to interview, so I, I really want to 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 get his uh, his whole take yeah. on the start well, of everything. Yeah, Aaron is uh, Aaron never stopped collecting either. He's one of those guys. Like, there's like, there's a few guys that I know that 
never stopped. Like when they were a teenager, mm-hmm. he was always kind of, he would see something and you'd pick it up, you know, yeah. um, or flea markets or things like that, you know, generation T two, even like he was machine wars. Like he would still be buying stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so he had, he had like, ask him about what his collection was like. I won't, I won't get into it, but he, <laughs> he didn't have just one of everything. <laughs> so you continue doing it year after year. Now I've seen you for the past four years at TF cons. And now obviously these TF cons are much different than the ones that you started in the hockey arena, but the stress that you guys put yourselves under for those, for those three days, it's, it's gotta be pretty epic. What, what, what drives you to keep uh, doing it year after year? Well, everybody that, um, works at producing the convention, we're all huge Transformers fans. And while this upcoming week is going to be stressful for me, fortunately, um, there's some people that can deal with stress. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I can, I can deal with stress. Okay. But, um, it's still, it's, it's a lot, right? But fortunately, mm-hmm. everybody that does work on the show, um, enjoys doing it. And at the end of the day, um, the sense of satisfaction from being able to produce something, um, that you see as exactly what you would want to come to as a Transformers fan and being able to produce that for thousands of people. Uh, I think it's really um, a huge driving force and a sense of accomplishment for Mm -hmm. everybody involved. And, um, and we're all friends, you know, Mm -hmm. everybody that uh, works uh, will have a barbecue after the convention, like the month after and Mm -hmm. people will come over to my house, everybody that's local. And um, we even have um, uh, Michelle come up from uh, uh, Michigan uh, she'll come over and uh, crash for the night you know, just cool. so everybody can get together in the environment uh, when we're not focusing on producing mm-hmm. what, what we produce. Right. And it's, uh, I think it's that the fact that everybody is fans and everybody are friends and mm-hmm. we enjoy each other's company. Um, I think that's what allows us to keep doing this year after year. And, mm-hmm just the ability to do what we do and have people uh, happy and thanking us at the end of the convention, uh, especially the first timers that have never been before be like, Oh, I'm never, I'm definitely coming back next year. It was worth the trip. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that feeling at the end of the show, um, it, it's a great high. Yeah. And you, yeah, you but, do, you put on a really great show every year. Thank you. Um, the location that you currently have for TFCon is a wonderful spot. Um, the Hilton Meadowvale, it's used to be called the Delta Meadowvale is what I knew it as. And it's in Mississauga, uh, right near the airport. Um, and it, uh, it lends itself very well to what TFCon brings every year. The bar, uh, specifically is fabulous. Um, and, I notice every year, as you would expect, that the dealer room gets really crowded. Um, people in there with their their backpacks, people with with strollers, uh, 
tend to get to um, take up a lot of space. Um, have you ever wondered about uh, uh, getting a bigger location? It is something that I've considered. Um, it is something that we've looked at. Um, it's kind of hard to, if you're going to move to another hotel, you don't know how easy they're going to be able to work with. Right. Um, like you, you talk about the bar and like with the bar situation, they, they produce like a custom TFCon menu for us, yep. discounted prices, uh, specialized TFCon drinks, mm-hmm. um, focusing on, uh, the guests and everything. And as much as it would be nice to have maybe a bigger deal room, because you are right, it, it gets packed in there, mm-hmm. especially Saturday morning oh, uh, yeah. when everybody's trying to do their shopping. But at the same time, um, some friends of mine were, uh, and I were having a discussion um, a month or so ago about conventions. And everybody seems to be producing conventions after conventions after conventions right now. Yes. And it's almost as if like there's too many conventions out there. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like the bubble's going to burst. Right. You know, people have been saying this for a while. There's just too many shows, especially in uh, Ontario, um, mm-hmm. where TFCon is. Well, TFCon's a little bit different where it's like a very specific niche uh, genre yes. focused event. But like the, with the general comic cons, yeah, I think you're going to see a lot. And, and there has been a lot of stories where uh, people try to do shows and they fail really badly. And mm-hmm. those are the ones that you, you hear about. Um, on on the internet in various locations but you, if you look at um a lot of other fan run uh transformers conventions there's a lot that have uh over the last few years um folded for one reason or another right yeah and it's unfortunate but at the same time there, there, i think there's kind of a limited um market towards these things as well. Right. Mm-hmm. So moving to a bigger location, maybe it might be good, but if we move to a bigger location, there's added costs and everything involved as well. Right. Right. So yeah, I'm trying to, I do my best to keep ticket prices consistent. Uh, and I, I don't even remember the last time that, the ticket prices increase. They've been the same for years and years and years now. Mm-hmm. Moving to a bigger location might might have to look at uh, changing that. Mm-hmm. So, bigger location this year with Peter Cullen there in Toronto. Yeah, it, it was the biggest TFCon Toronto ever, and that's going to be expected with uh, having the the guest lineup that we did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, is it going to be the same size next year? Maybe. But I think until we're completely bursting at the, ste- at the seams, um, I think that right now, uh, that hotel, uh, the way that it is, uh, the way that they work with us uh, to make everything great for you guys coming to the show and uh, what they're able to provide to us, uh, I don't think that we're going to be looking at moving in the near future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's a good problem to have. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's if 
Yeah, it's it's hard to say. Like you could put into like look at another location, but it's a gamble, right? And yeah. you don't want to don't want to cause any issues you, for you. Don't, you don't um, want to burn any bridges with the current hotel. Well, like it's 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 a business decision for them, right? They're making right. money, so um, they're they're happy with us being there, obviously. Uh, especially at the time of the year that we're there, it's we're like the big event for the summer, right? So mm-hmm. um, it's definitely uh, it's definitely. A, I think right now it's a, a perfect fit. I, I don't. I really can't see unless like we look to hire like a professional marketing company and try to bring in like a ridiculous amount of people to the show, but then the it would kind of lose its, uh, the charm of the show, I think as well. Mm-hmm. So the amount of people that come and, uh, the way that everything is, it seems to be working well. Um, so right now I think that where we're at is kind of the perfect fit. Yeah. The, um, with, with TFCon and like you mentioned, uh, this past year with Peter Cullen, it, it grew in popularity. And, and as you said, it was the biggest TFCon Canada ever. Um, the, have you ever considered the idea of, um, of, of focusing solely on TFCon as well as your other conventions, which I, which I haven't mentioned yet, but you do have a, a couple other conventions that you do do um, more, more so expos and, and collector cons and whatnot yeah um, they're like one day shows like exactly toy shows and we'll bring in like a guest uh, yeah local. it's like for the local people in the toronto area yeah um would you consider um maybe making those larger con- uh cons and maybe quitting your full-time gig and i before i knew your full-time gig was such a responsible gig <laughs> <laughs> well, no no my wife would kill me <laughs> No, like my my full time job is um like I'm I'm able to I'm providing patient care, right? And sure. um like it's it is something where um I I do actually enjoy what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So um and I, I feel that I'm kind of making a difference with it. So I don't yeah. think that um it would be something that uh, well, per- perhaps I should reword the question. Uh is it feasible um, that, uh, to, to try and, and provide or try and earn a, a living wage off of organizing conventions? Well, I, I wouldn't recommend it to anyone. Like, I, I think that, um, with conventions, um, like it could end tomorrow, you know, you never sure. know. Sure. Yeah. Like that would, that would be quite the gamble, um, mm-hmm. to think that you're going to live off of running conventions, um, run a convention and, uh, any overages that we have uh, gives us the ability to um, pr- prepare for the next one. Right. Right. And that's the focus with this. Mm-hmm. So that's not really what I'm looking to, to do mm-hmm. is to make that into like a, a full-time job for me. Yeah. Plus yeah, the even, stress will kill you. <laughs> right. I mean, even the huge conventions like wizard world, they, they have other aspects of their business. It's not strictly conventions. Mm-hmm. Well, they used to. They used to have the magazine, but that folded. Oh, they don't anymore. Oh, no, they don't. No, oh. It folded a few years ago, yeah, and actually I now that. 
they're complete. Yeah, it was a great magazine for mm-hmm. sure. I, I used to enjoy that yeah. as well. Um, we were actually featured in their magazine a couple really? of times. Yeah. For oh, Tiafran, that's cool. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, I think it was during a movie year. Okay. Yeah. And it, it has to be a weekend when there wasn't a wizard convention as well. Right. Of course. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but they have them on, like, now they're doing them every month and that actually is like their entire focus Okay. Uh, yeah. is for revenue. And that, that's like a profit making uh, machine. Uh, what they're yeah, I mean, doing I guess there. they get they get such a varied range of guests they're they're probably pretty safe in terms of um weathering a bubble well i, I guess it depends on uh how you go about things <laughs> like um there's a lot of people that like i think they were doing some shows that weren't making money and i i seem to recall reading something where uh, they were actually losing money at some point. Uh, they had, and then they had to change their focus, um, uh, how they were going about things. So I'm not like, I, I'm not gonna, <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't, I don't really know enough to like, right. I don't like to speculate if I'm not a hundred percent sure about something, but I seem to yeah. remember reading uh, an article about, um, they were having some issues in, in the past. Mm-hmm. So like, like I was saying about the convention bubble thing, there's so many conventions out there, um, comic cons and wizard yeah. world comic cons out there that, um, there's one like every weekend and then some like within North America itself, sometimes there's like eight conventions running. It's just kind of crazy. Right. Yeah. Like I, I've got a good friend, um, that owns a, you know, styleandonline.com. Yeah. Yeah, so James, who owns that, is a good friend of mine. He travels every weekend to conventions and sets up his towers of T-shirts. Wow. And uh, that's, like, one other than his website, like, that's his focus. Like, that's how he um, produces his revenue. And so he's, whatever the big conventions are, sometimes he's got, like, two conventions that he's at. Like, he's got employees at one convention, he's got employees at another convention. There's that's how many conventions there are. Like he every single weekend from I think it's like starts in February and it runs till like November. And then November he's focusing on Christmas stuff and he has like maybe a few weeks off in January and then he starts it all over again. What a life. <laughs> it, it's <laughs> it's a crazy life. Yeah. And um I see him when he comes to Toronto. We'll we'll go for dinner and have lunch and everything and um He'll be at uh, Charlotte, and uh, and those, I see him at conventions, and um, hmm. that's when we hang out. You know, wild. Yeah, it, it is a crazy life. Mm-hmm. It's a very busy life. You think I've got a busy life? Yeah. I think he's got a busier <laughs> life. But you, you mentioned the thing about the uh, the conventions being like so many. Uh, I'm in London, Ontario, so just a couple hours away from you. And, and you uh, got two. We just got a month two. Of each other. Yeah, three <laughs> weeks. They just came up. Last year was the first year for both, and yeah. they both sprung up the same year. And then they're both going again this year. We just had one a couple weeks ago, and the next one is uh, I think next weekend. I, know, my, uh, I I can't believe that they're running them within a month of each other. First yeah. of all. I guess like I heard the London one was actually good uh, this year. 
they had uh, they had a lot of sons of anarchy people so yeah, okay, there's a, so. there's some bikers in the area that uh, really yeah. took to it <laughs> okay so that, that probably helped with them so yeah. i'm not sure how the other show will do but uh, yeah. and like that's the thing like there's so many people doing shows that it's like within the same city within a month like yeah. come on like spread it out a little bit you know like do one in the spring right. or something exactly or get together and and do one large show. Well, they're yeah. they're probably com- they're competing against each other, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I recently hard. moved from Pittsburgh, and there's a show there that runs like three or four times a year. It's the same show. Is that they the, the mo- CityCon? Yeah. So, it, it's you know packed every single time. Yeah, I, I hear that it's a really good show for um, toys. If you're yeah. looking for toys. It's yeah, really toy we, focused. They they have a huge dealer room for toys. Do you? This is kind of off the 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 board here, but would you go to uh, conventions to try and snag ideas and and whatnot? Um, or do you just go to j- enjoy yourself? Well, actually, Hamilton Comic Con was actually last weekend, and I didn't even go. Okay. Um. I've been, I've been to so many conventions and I know how conventions work so well now that I don't really going to conventions. And although I do learn something pretty much every year, like how to do something a little bit better mm-hmm. It's by going to a convention. Um, it, it's hard to really come up with or, or see something new because it's almost as if everything's already done. Right. You know? I myself just uh, just started with the help of uh, with the help of a friend. I just started going to Fan Expo the last two years, mm-hmm. and, and that I mean, well, that's, that's like the third largest convention in uh, North America. Exactly. So yeah, I mean, it's pretty it, massive. It's it's a little crazy, right? So yeah, yeah. but um, you know, I just get blown away every time I go that, that, that something like this can actually exist. Yeah. Well, <laughs> go to San Diego Comic Con. You can't even see the end of the uh, convention hall. It's yeah. Ridiculous. It's wild. So anyway, getting back onto focus here, um, uh, running a, a, a TFCon, uh, you can get access to an awful lot of really cool things. Um, do you still collect your transformers and, and what have you, uh, uh, been in, uh, you know, been able to, to get your hands on that, you know, you found pretty cool. Well, the only thing that I, I have that, maybe other people don't. It's like I did get a, a test shot from somebody from Hasbro in the past. That's cool. So that was kind of neat. Um, but like for what I collect, um, I am kind of a G1 focus guy just cause that's what I grew up with. Yeah. I, I like Beast Wars as well, but, um, um, I, I'm more of, I collect classics and a uh, masterpiece of course. And yeah, um, a lot of third party stuff. Um, that's G1, uh, homage and, uh, also collect, uh, masters universe, classics, Marvel legends and the DC universe, uh, and the six inch, uh, black, uh, series, star Wars figures. And then I've got, uh, my generation one collection, which I kind of want to finish maybe this year after TFCon Charlotte, I really got to focus on that. Oh, you got to. You got a good size collection going. Yeah, I've got a nice little room. <laughs> That's cool. 
Um, our, the listeners of the podcast will, will kill me if I don't ask you, what's your test shot of? Um, it's actually Cybertron Legends Soundwave. Okay. Yeah. It's all in orange. Neat. Yeah. What would you say is the most rare or strange item you've seen or heard about that's uh, shown up in your dealer room? Um, I don't know. Like there's like always the Japanese stuff is always, uh, pretty funny to see, like just because, uh, it, it never was here. Right. Like and yeah. I, I've got like, um, I picked up like a black Zarek the other year myself, cool. um, not from the dealer room, but from eBay. So I like really appreciate, <laughs> um, that, uh, the Japanese import stuff. Mm-hmm. But, um, the, the strangest thing was like a pink custom, uh, custom stormtrooper figure that some guy had produced, apparently some artist or something. It was like carded and everything. Is it the gay store trooper? Something like that. <laughs> I've seen it. Yeah. yeah. You've seen it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it was a little bit strange. <laughs> but, uh, I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um, I just kind of thought of this one because your, your convention's been, been going for so long. Um, you would have seen the, the, uh, for lack of a better word, the onslaught of third party. Yeah. Well, I was doing third party before the third party was even a thing. Uh, back in 2006, we produced the first third party convention exclusive toy, which is the uh, G2 um, flamethrower, which was the uh, um, world's smallest uh, G2 uh, slag Dinobot. Okay. Yeah. So that was something we produced with TF source and it was a uh, limit to 500 pieces. And then there was um, a few lucky draw gold pieces as well as a part of that. So, and that's what actually um, got um, Hasbro talking to me. Oh, uh, was the fact that we were producing a, uh, figure with the, cause the, the convention name used to not be TFCon, it was Transformers Con. Right. When we first started it. So we're, we're a convention called Transformers Con, but we're producing this unlicensed figure. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of what, that's what actually created the, uh, the initial, um, dialogue between me and Hasbro. And they were super happy that you were doing this, of course, right? Well, the the concern was that they're looking at it and they don't, they don't want um, some kid to have it and there to be an issue. Right. Right. To have like the name transformers on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that was at the point where, um, uh, we agreed to change the name to TFCon. Um, as per request of Hasbro. Gotcha. Now I've with being married myself um, and Jeremy's married and the rest of the guys that do the podcast are married. I've seen you at the conventions uh, with your wife who, who uh, helps you 
uh, and, and helps you run it. Um, what's been her opinion of, uh, of the, uh, the conventions over the years? Um, now, like you said at the start, she's been kind of to blame for this entire thing. I'm sure you went with her kicking and screaming. Um, <laughs> but, but, uh, you know, is she, uh, does she ever put up any resistance? No, not resistance. Like, you know, I think with, with any good relationship, you have to be supportive of each other, right? Mm-hmm. Um, she knows that it's something that I enjoy doing, and um, she doesn't want uh, me to take our money and lose it. Right. So uh, she's going to help support. Like, when I invest money into running a show like TFCon, um, she's going to be there to um, help, right? Mm-hmm. Um, she'll be at Charlotte as well. Um, I guess her opinion of it. <laughs> I don't know if it was it was <laughs> up to her. I don't, I don't think she minds. I don't think she really minds it because she knows that it's something that I enjoy doing. Okay. Ultimately is what it comes down to. But she, she knows that I do spend a lot of time on it. Right. And, and you but make up for it time, by using every other waking hour to, you know, be a good father and husband. And- <laughs> well, we just came uh, for our anniversary. We went to Washington, D.C., uh, just the two of us, right? That's cool. And, and, you know, like you got to, as you guys probably know, you got to have one-on-one time. A husband and wife is, uh, we'll, we'll try to spend time, uh, just the two of us, uh, as much as possible, you know. And, you know, like even when I, if I'm here working on, on the convention, uh, the kids are here, I'm not ignoring the kids, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I can, the nice thing about this is I can do a little bit of time and, the kids want to do something i can put down the laptop and play with the kids and do whatever i need to right cool yep um so how do you how do you get guests for the show um this has been something that's always been you know uh, an interest of mine is you know not that i want I to get them. <laughs> not that i want to get guests to my house but you know just uh you know you just you just call them up and say hey like um you know do you well, have like a service do you you do you call uh like does there is there like a, a voice actors guild or whatever that you call up and say hey i want to get uh greg berger or i want to get peter cullen to come to my convention you know is he well, free the, the nice thing about after doing conventions for this long is uh so some of the guests come to me now. That's cool. Yeah. Um, so like, um, some of the people, a lot of the people at Charlotte are people that wanted to be there. You know, they're, they're asking me to come to the show. So, which is pretty cool, you know, to the point where, um, they enjoy doing the show. They enjoy meeting the fans and, um, they know if they, if they're coming to a TF con, they're going to have a good experience. Um, so they actually want to do that and come to the show. Um, some, sometimes it's, uh, a little bit of, um, back in the day, it was more of a detective work to try to track people down and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, well, a lot of people now have, um, booking agents and everything. So it's a little bit easier to get a hold of various people. Okay. 
Um, I'm sure that helps like, with the, the Peter Cullens of the world. Yeah. With Peter Cullen, you're going through his agent, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's no, it's not just calling the guy up, right? There's a long negotiation. And actually, Peter Cullen originally was supposed to be there last year, not okay. this year. But um, things couldn't be put into place in time. Mm-hmm. So um, things got postponed. And for something like that, you've got to market it properly. You need advanced time and everything, right? Right. So um, it was pushed off to this year. And I think it, uh, ew, ew. it worked I out. I think it went over well. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Did he have uh, a good time? Cause, I mean, I know he's done a number of bot cons, but, you know, well, he's. I, I, yeah, he had, he, I think, well, he really loves Swiss Chalet. He was very happy to eat Swiss Chalet. He hadn't <laughs> had Swiss Chalet in like 20 years. And uh, we had Swiss Chalet for lunch the one day, and he was very, very happy to have Swiss Chalet. I think he, he had a really great experience just because um, I think it's. They could kind of feel the vibe of the show, uh, if you know what I mean, mm-hmm. um, where everybody there is like so positive, uh, everybody's having a good time. And um, we we had a, a couple people dedicated just to work with him and his agent. Mm-hmm. And um, his agent was very, very happy at the end of it. Um, just the the whole experience was very very good. And he was saying like like it was better run than uh, a lot of the professional shows out there, you know, um, mm-hmm. their their experience. So I think that um, I think that uh, Peter had a great time and uh, as well. Uh, he's just a really humble guy and he yeah. really really enjoys. Um, being able to meet the people and he's like really, really touched and like he's, it, it kind of, it's kind of emotional too, right? Or you can see it's uh, after the, like the meeting, uh, like a hundred people and you come back and you just kind of, just kind of decompress for a bit just because it's like, there's a lot of people that were coming in and were like crying and like, like telling like different stories. And you're just like, it's a lot to take in, you know? Yeah. But yeah, they they had a good time, and that's kind of what we want. We want that, you know. We want people to like the guests that come in. We want them to come in and enjoy meeting their fans. Like that's kind mm-hmm. of the whole point of this. Yeah, uh, I have to give you props on your waiting area for Peter Cullen. Um, that was great to be able to sit down while you waited. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, it was, uh, we had like, um, a projector of uh, G1 episodes up on the wall yep. just for people that may have forgotten it or their <laughs> smartphone had died or something just so you have something to look at. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like it's like when anytime, I'm, like I said, anytime I'm looking to design or plan something like that, I'm trying to put myself in that position and see, okay, well, what would I want in this situation? I don't want to stand for 40 minutes or whatever it's going to be until it's my turn to go into the room, Mm -hmm. you know, like put some chairs there. Yeah. Why not? Oh, it was great. You don't have to, don't have to stand around like cattle. (laughs) (laughs) 
the um, the certificate of authenticity has been a uh, uh, a point of uh, of uh, concern. Uh, I, I spoke with you at uh, at your um, action figure expo a couple weeks ago, and uh, you were saying that they're they're being uh, they're being mailed out. Um, is uh, there are they on the way, or, or just uh, let people know so that they've um, they can expect them? Yeah, if you haven't to receive them already, then you should be receiving it very quickly, uh, very soon. Um, it's just a lot of people to get through, and uh, with the planning for TFCon Charlotte and everything else, um, it's just difficult to get through everybody. Okay. Are you still taking any requests for them in case somebody forgot to get them in or did not hear the original? Well, yeah, like we're not going to say some, no to someone. Okay. Yeah, if like uh, uh, just send an email to the convention and we can process that for them. Okay, perfect. So I, um, I would say do what I, like similar to what I did is you send the email to, uh, so I believe it's uh, um, tfcon at tfcon Canada. .ca? Uh, it's, uh, yeah, it would be tfcontoronto at gmail.com or. Oh, I was close. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's Not on really. the tfcon.ca website. Right. Email. And so you would include your, um, what you got signed. You would include, um, your address, of course, because they need to send it back to you. And, um, yeah, so that would be essentially what you need for the certificate. Yeah, and you know, when somebody sends an email, we'll be sending them an email back with all that information anyway. Okay, perfect. Um, now, booking comic book guests—is it similar to the voice actor guys? Uh, they're coming to you, or you—you know—they're, you know, even with us for the podcast, the the, the comic book guys do se- seem to be a lot more open and easier to to get to. Um, there, but they again, for can, example, Nick Roach tweeted us today. He's like, hey. You know, when can we schedule something? <laughs> yeah. Um, but then again, they can, in Nick Roche's case, he can, they can be all over the world. Um, right. So bringing them in to, to TFCon can be a little bit more difficult. Um, what, uh, what, you know, what happens with, with, with comic book guests where, you know, um, where people like, say, myself are, are really drawn to the comic book guests um, but, um, may or may not be the biggest draw to the show. Well, a lot of the, the nice thing about, uh, comic artists is they're able to come to a convention and, uh, produce uh, a little bit of revenue for themselves mm-hmm. to pay for the trip of being able to come and meet fans of their work, which is great. Uh, you buy, that's why when you come to a show, if you like the work, buy the print, you know, right. Um, and at the same time, you can uh, get something signed by them uh, on your book or whatever. But like, if nobody buys their prints, then they're not going to keep coming to the conventions. So right. um, people got to support them as well, right? Yeah. So they're able to um, come into the show and uh, pay for their uh, expenses, right? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, Unfortunately, we can't bring in uh, cover expenses for all these guests that come to the show. Mm-hmm. So the nice thing is a lot of the guys are not too far from venues and they're able to drive up and everything. Right. So, um, we actually 
do have a few more um, comic artists that uh, probably will be coming to the show uh, that you'll be seeing announced over the next uh, few days uh, leading up to the convention. Anybody you want to announce right now and we can wait until it gets announced to, to release? Uh, we'll just, just wait and see. Okay. Oh, <laughs> damn it. Nobody trusts Can't us. Say we didn't try. <laughs> um, what have been some of the challenges you faced getting guests? Like um, something that stands in the way. Obviously you, you, you just had one with Gary chalk where you had a work conflict. Yeah. Like, um, Gary's been a great guy. Like he's been to quite a few TF cons in the past and, mm -hmm. uh, Every once in a while, you know, something comes up where they've got a work commitment that um, gets actioned and they can't make the show, right? Um, like the guys, the guy makes move, uh, does movies, right? So right. if they're they're calling him in to do that movie that uh, he's supposed to be doing, um, then it's not can't really make that uh, weekend, and unfortunately. And that's what happens. But um, at the same time, um, because I've worked with so many different guests, I'm able to call somebody up, send somebody a message, say, you know, are you free this weekend? And uh, in Richard Newman's uh, case, yeah, he was available that weekend, fortunately. So mm -hmm. um, we're able to uh, book him in uh, for those Beast Wars fans out there. Mm-hmm. Oh no, no, uh, that's great! He was... always want to. I always want to have like a, it's kind of some G one, some Beast Wars, some comic people. You know, mm -hmm. you want to have like a kind of broad uh, spectrum of different guests from different genres. You know, that way we have kind of someone for everyone. Mm -hmm. And I've heard uh, I've heard a number of stories uh, over the years of uh, you know from you guys doing TF cons that you've booked guests or you've tried to book guests and they weren't able to come and then uh, later on that year or the previous or the 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 following year that the person has died. Um, I'm I've is that's happened yeah. a number of times, has it not? Yeah. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, there's uh, there has been people where I really was talking to them, um, trying to get a, a passport, uh, for the person. And then, uh, just didn't work out. Right. Um, Buster Jones, mm -hmm. uh, was the one that, um, he was supposed to come to Toronto, uh, was it last year, I guess. Mm -hmm. And, um, was trying to get him a passport so he could make the convention and, uh, wasn't able to make it happen. And then not too long after he passed away. So yeah, it's just, uh, it's unfortunate, but mm -hmm. it's a part of life, right? It is. It, yeah. it sucks. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately I was able to, uh, speak with them and, uh, I actually met him previous to that and, um, just, yeah, it's, it's, there's always going to be those kind of situations, especially when a lot of these guys were a little bit older when they were working on this franchise, like of course, 30, whatever years ago. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, that's why 
try to do my best to uh, bring in some new people every year that we haven't met before. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully we'll be able to meet as many people as possible. Mm-hmm. Is there someone out there that uh, you've, um, w- you know, you've got your eye on that you haven't been able to get over the years and that you'd really, really like to? Um, yeah, there's, uh, well, you know, we had a Sue blue scheduled. Yes. uh, And then she broke her leg. (laughs) Yes. Like the week before the convention. So she wasn't able to travel because she Skyped in. (laughs) Yeah. So we Skyped her into the panel, uh, which was great. And she was able to do that. But, uh, yeah, I'd still like to get her in for sure. Great. Have you tried to get any of the more recent actors in like, you know, well, I know you've had people like David Kay that were in animated, but anything like from Transformers Prime? Well, it ultimately comes down to um, what the fans are looking for, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we're always listening to that feedback. Um in the past, like surveys that I've done has always been um, what kind of guests people want to see. And the majority is G1. Right. Mm-hmm. right? I guess in well, the next couple of years, though, you're going to have the, the people that grew up with like Armada as their G1. So <laughs> I bet that'll start to change. And I've actually, funny, because I've read that on message boards. Um, 10 years later, I'm reading kids say, oh, yeah, oh, I hope I can pick up that Zamarta, Armada toy. I used to have it when I was a kid. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> How old am I? I'm turning 40 next year. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, these kids are, like, thinking of Armada as, like, nostalgic to them. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I, I sold all that stuff. Yeah. You know, it's just crazy. Yeah. The um the scary part is is the people the kids that watched the first Bay movie in oh seven were likely around seven or eight and they're <laughs> they're mid teens now. <laughs> yeah. Well, who knows? Maybe your movie toys will be worth something after all. No, no, they won't. <laughs> ever. There there was a YouTube video I saw like maybe six months ago where they had little kids and they showed them like classic G one Transformers and then the the movie Transformers and was like you know what do you think of this versus this or, or who is this character? And they show them the G one and it, it's really kind of sad, you know, seeing some of their reactions. Mm-hmm. The, yeah, I guess with, um, as things change, as we get older, who knows? Like, like I never, I didn't expect this thing to last this long, you know, but, uh, the demand's still there and, we're still enjoying doing it. So, mm-hmm. um, I don't know, like 10 years from now, I'm going to be 50 and running a transformers collectors. Convention. <laughs> I, I, I don't know, but, um, it's just, and what are people going to be into at that point? Like is generation one, even going to be like a, a thing that 40 year old guys are going to be wanting to buy still. Well, if 30-year-old guys want to do it, why not 40-year-old guys, I guess? Yeah. But. Well, by then, Combiner Wars will be their G1 thing. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, uh, so last year, you started uh, your second TFCon show. Um, this time, it was in the U.S. 
Now, if you recall, I talked to you at one of your shows and expressed my concern about the U.S. show becoming bigger and better than the Canadian show. Um, I can say after this year's Peter Cullen experience, I happily withdraw my concern. <laughs> it um, it was a great show this year. Everything was fantastic. And I have to say, the Peter Cullen sp- stuff was fantastic. My favorite part of the entire weekend was listening to John Machida Jr. do the auction. Yeah, that was that was pretty good. It was surreal. It was absolutely surreal to sit there and listen to that. Yeah, was, yeah, we were very very fortunate to uh, be able to have him um, on board and help us raise over uh, ten thousand dollars for Make a Wish. It's mm-hmm. very cool. And he did a great job. Oh um, yeah, yeah. It was it was it was good from Friday right up until Sunday. It was we had a lot of. Uh, great experiences that uh that weekend mm-hmm. yeah hard to top i'm sure you will maybe i'll just have to retire <laughs> <laughs> now if you uh did compare the two conventions because you are on the other side of the uh the the bench here or the table as it were um <coughs> Uh, which convention would you uh, would you say is you know is doing better? Well, I guess I guess it depends on what you define as better. Attendance wise, Toronto is a bigger show just because it's been running for longer. Okay, um, and it's I think when you focus in on a, a specific uh, area, um, like physical area Mm -hmm. it's easier to um have repeat customers coming to the shows all the time sure yeah um and it's easier to market to those people um and build that show up in that area right right um where as much as it's kind of it's fun to be able to um experience uh, a different destination every year mm-hmm. uh, with the u.s show um going from chicago land last year to um charlotte north carolina area this year it's going to be a completely different experience so that is of itself really cool mm-hmm. right so they're they're kind of two different beasts um which is better mm-hmm it, it's subjective. I guess okay. it depends on what, what you want to define as. Uh, I can see where you're coming from though. You know? Yeah. It, it's you're kind, kind of, of asking a, him like which one of his kids he likes better. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've got my, I've got my seven year old and my four year old. Like which one do I love better? I love them both. <laughs> um, okay. Well then we'll skip that one. Uh, <laughs> um, now both Charles and Jeremy attended TFCon USA last year. Um, now I'll let Jeremy speak to his experience, but, um, from what my recollection, uh, was, is it went over very well. Um, can I assume that's mostly why you're heading back to, uh, to the Chicago area next year? Yeah. Um, like it was Chicago, it was our kind of first test to right. see how many people would come out to a show and what it would be like. And we had like a really small space compared to what I would normally want to do. 
Um, Charlotte's going to be much larger than okay. um, space compared to what Chicago was. Mm-hmm. So heading back to Chicago next year, I would say that Chicago next year will be more like what I would have wanted it to be. Okay. Um, we're going to be. You aren't going to have that supernatural convention to to contend with. <laughs> no, there'll be no supernatural. We'll be in the bigger space uh, in the big hall, so we're going to have a bigger dealer room. Um, and like I was turning dealers away like crazy because we sold out. Um, so we'll have a, we should be able to have an even better selection, uh, of, um, merchandise there for people. And in Chicago is just, it's just a really nice area. And I think it's kind of, um, when I, when I look at locations for this, I'm kind of looking at areas where, where would you want to go for a vacation? You know, right. Where have you, where have you not, where would you want a, an excuse to go to visit to? Um, and you can come to the transformers convention, but at the same time, you can come see, experience a different, uh, area of the U S. Um, we'll probably have, um, some, tour possibilities and uh, options for people mm-hmm. um, r- rather than people being on them uh, on their own to uh, try to figure out uh, where to do what mm-hmm. but we'll kind of have those options set up and discounts and everything uh, for people so that if they want to make a, like a longer vacation out of it, mm-hmm. uh, they can come check it out and see the city as well. That's a good and, idea. Yeah, like my wife and I, we stayed afterwards, and um, we had the opportunity to go downtown and see some of the sites and do a tour. And like when I go to a different city, I really do enjoy learning about um, that location. It's something that, as I get older, it's something I really um, have been enjoying doing as I travel. Mm-hmm. Twenty year old Colin would have no interest in that. It would just be in and out, right? Right. But, uh, now, now there's there's a lot of uh, other things that you can look at uh, doing. Um, you not just don't have to just come down for the weekend and leave, right? Mm-hmm. There's going to be a lot of other things like, and you, you know, like um, Larry Hama uh, said uh, something that really stuck with me. Is I, I wish I had spent more money on experiences rather than things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, yep. it, it's great. Like if we have the money to be able to buy the toys that we enjoy, then that's fine. But at the same time, we don't. I wouldn't want people to um, not be able to experience new things. You know, right? Because as you get older you can still have those toys. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe not, but you know, you're still going to have those memories of those cool trips. I remember when we went to that TF con and we went to downtown Chicago and we did that. And that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Went on Charlotte, that uh, karaoke night, that was awesome. You know, mm-hmm. you know, like those are the things that are kind of, kind of stick. You're going to have you, that story after the convention. What's going to really stick in your mind. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So if we can, people can leave the conventions with um, 
those kind of memories in their mind. And I think we did a good job. So, so what I'm hearing from you is that there's a strong possibility that TFCon 2017 is going to be in Honolulu. <laughs> it's or Barbados. Uh, well, or, yeah. or Las Vegas. All Vegas. Although I'd be behind anyway. <laughs> awesome. I, I, I'm only partially kidding about Vegas. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Although I, I am a fan of coming back to Chicago because I just moved like, um, I'm now two and a half hours away from Chicago. <laughs> well, that's all right. So. Easy commute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, one of the things that did happen last year at, uh, at TFCon US is um, some of the people from BotCon showed up. Um, and they started advertising at, for BotCon at your show. Uh, what did you think of all that? Well, I think uh, it just goes to show that um, TFCon is uh, a big enough show that uh, an official show would want to come up and advertise that. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a good thing. I think it goes to show that we're doing something right. Do you think it, uh, that you're scaring them a, a little? Well, I, I don't think there. I think there's um, a lot of r- room for uh, various shows. Like they've got a show in the spring next year, mm-hmm. which I think is great, and I think that um, it allows people time to uh, choose their time of year for when they want to do a show. Right. And it uh, gives people options. Mm-hmm. Or it also lets time for their wallets to recover so they can go to both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think it's possible that, and I, I mean, this is, I, I don't want to speculate too much, but when we first heard the news of, of this and then the, 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 uh, saw that their date was so early, um, that, um, the idea that, that they were upset about TFCon putting shows in the U S that they may consider doing two shows a year and in putting a, a later one in Canada. Well, I, th- I don't. I think that they've always had their spring and their summer show. Okay. Uh, so you've got the BotCon and then you've got the JoeCon. Yes. And this is something that they've always switched. The idea was it, the idea was it for it to kind of switch every other year. Mm-hmm. But um, this is not a movie year. Mm-hmm. Um, so BotCon is typically in the summer in Pasadena on a movie year, right? Right. So I think uh, the following year, uh, when when there is a movie, that's when you, what you can expect. Okay. So I think that they're um, like if you look to the past, if you want to look at the all the past years, uh, they have they have switched between spring and summer. Okay. And and that they're just making the switch back for the uh, the Joe fans that have been. Um, may have not been able to do the shows because they're uh, have always been in the spring. Mm-hmm. So now they're making that the summer this year. So they're, they're just doing their switch. And I think that's something that they've talked about. Um, that was something that they wanted to keep doing. Okay. And it just, that kind of depends on, on the year as to when they're going to do what show. Okay. 
the um, the Charlotte show specifically. Um, how did it come about? Um, well, you guys are familiar with Shardicon. Yes. Yep. A convention in Charlotte two years ago. Um, great group of people that uh, put that on. Um, they wanted to do another show, but um, just because of the whole the amount of money that you need to invest in order to do something like this, there's a lot of risk involved, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So it wasn't something that they wanted to uh, take on uh, for last year. So they look, we're looking at crowd crowdfunding that didn't really work out. Um, so they're looking at different options. A uh, guy by the name of uh, David Cunningham um, from Charlotte. Yeah. He's uh, been on the show before. Oh, okay. It came up to um, TFCon Chicago last year and uh, spoke with me and uh, said that uh, he really would love to see TFCon come to Charlotte, North Carolina. He said it really feels like it's got the same kind of heart that Chartercon does, uh, fan run show. And, uh, you know, like if you want, like, call. Uh, I'll help you um, in the preparation for the event and everything. We've got people that uh, on site that uh, will volunteer uh, if you if it's something that you consider. So that was the catalyst to looking at uh, doing Charlotte. And when we were doing a. Uh, uh, a survey of all the available hotels and in the different areas uh, that a, a hotel in Charlotte came up. And when we went to go look at it, David was there. Uh, I didn't even give him that much notice and he was there in no time. And um, I think he was there before me, actually, before he even got to the hotel. And, uh, we looked at the space and everything and, uh, he's been really great to work with and I really hope to, um, we can continue to work together, um, cause he's really, um, got that fan focus. He wants to produce the best kind of shows possible mm-hmm. and, uh, it's just generally really, um, really nice person, you know, we've really yeah. got to know each other over the last year and, uh, he's just, uh, he works in IT as well. It's kind of funny. Yeah. He does. yeah we kind of got a kind of, kind of see things kind of the same way, which is really good. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and sometimes he'll ask me uh, about this and, or, or that. And I'll say, well, this is, this is the way we want to go about it because of this, because, as I've got that past experience, I kind of know like the way that we should be uh, going about doing things or not doing things. So he's like, Oh, okay. That makes a lot of sense. Right. So, um, I think that, um, everybody in, uh, at TFCon Charlotte this year, uh, owes him a big kiss <laughs> uh, for, uh, helping uh, make this happen this year. That'll be Charles's job, not mine. <laughs> <laughs>
the recently released schedule, um, uh, it is completely packed. Uh, can you tell us uh, what you're looking forward to yourself? Uh, you singing karaoke. <laughs> Sadly, I am not going to be there. Uh, uh, I do not have a passport, <laughs> so I am not allowed in the U.S. We continue to give him grief. Yes. <laughs> so, well, it's not that hard. Um, he, but, he's going to be in Chicago even if we have to go and drag him over the border. Yeah, next year. Yep, that's the deal. I've got a year to get it. The best time to get a passport is to go down at like uh, four o'clock at the end of the day. Yeah. It's not busy. Okay. Yeah, everybody's already gone through. And uh, I think, well, I know that with the one in Hamilton, they close at 4.30. So go in at 4. And uh, uh, when I went to get my kids' passports last year, it was like there was nobody in line. And I think I waited like maybe five minutes. Wow. Easy peasy. <laughs> it's down to about a week and a bit until they get done. Um, you can pay extra to get them done uh, earlier as well. Well, I have you a can year. Them. <laughs> well, you have, you have right. have no excuse. <laughs> no. I think when it gets to six months out, we're going to start asking them weekly. Yeah. <laughs> Don't let them on the podcast until it gets. Oh, up. yeah. There you go. You get them a deadline. Oh, boy. That, that really light a fire under me. <laughs> okay. So last question here. Now, between TFCon Canada and uh, TFCon Charlotte, uh, this year was the first year I've attended that uh, TFCon wasn't offering at least one exclusive figure. Uh, what went into this decision, and uh, do you plan to bring them back in the future? Well, the the idea is that the dealers are doing such a great job of um, producing exclusives and bringing them into the convention that wasn't something that uh, really we really needed to invest in anymore um, for this year. Next year, it's something we might look into doing it again. Um, it would have to be the right thing, mm-hmm. uh, be the right product, and we are actually uh, discussing that with someone. Okay. Um, so it, it ultimately comes down to costs and whether or not I think it's something that uh, fans are really going to want. Mm-hmm. So, all right, uh, I'm going to, unfortunately, I have to go. My oh. son just woke up and he doesn't, he's been sick. So Okay. Yeah, so right, Well, that, that was the last question. That's so. the last yeah. one. Well, thank you very much. Um, and, uh, yeah, we will uh, see you in uh, Charlotte. Absolutely. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for picking up our transmissions. Give us feedback on our website at www.transmissionspodcast.com. There you can find all of our contact information on social media, as well as all of the links to our show notes discussed on each episode. You can also email us directly at feedback at transmissionspodcast.com.